So of the people that came up, um, who got what they were needing? Raise your hand. A little higher. Awesome. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I kind of giggled as I was sitting there. I was like, Holy Spirit, what are you, what are you doing? Teach me. Teach me what's going on right now. Teach me. It's more than just practicing your presence. It's more than just being with him. What is going on right now? And this is how the Father speaks to me. <laughs> He's like, really, you're wondering? What did I ask you to speak about tonight? You dummies. And I'm like, I kind of giggled. I'm like, oh my goodness. How did I miss that? God is sharing something with us that is so awesome. And knowing what pastor's been, been, been teaching over the last two series, and then what Pastor Doug brought last week, um, and what he's doing tonight, he is continuing to want to take his people higher for more people, for more lost, for more transformation in the state, for more transformation in the city, in the valley, more transformation in the Northwest. And I encourage you to pray that out with, with others that are in the church body, praying that out, because if you say Northwest, you're going to quickly get a nudging of we're thinking too small. What about the nation? What about Australia? Hawaii? Hawaii's part of our nation, but it's still an island with beautiful sun. What about Germany? Russia? Croatia? The Philippines? Dubai? Africa? What about that? The Great Commission said go into all the world. He's doing something with this body, and he's, he's preparing us. He's, he's kneading us, so to speak, as, as though we were meat, tenderizing us. And so, as I you know, have a, a, a little different background than, than others, and not everyone, but others, and coming in, into the church and, and being blessed, and coming back from Africa, I've just sat back, and Pastor and I kind of briefly talked about it, um, why are we bleeding out? Christians weren't made to, ble made to bleed out. And what I mean by that is in a, in a, in a battle, in a war, there's, you're going to take on casualties. You're going to take on bullets. You're going to take on trap metal. You're going to see things that you weren't made to see. And I've been questioning God. Why? Why, if we're overcomers and we're victorious, why are we bleeding out? What is wrong with us? What are we not grasping? Teach me. Show me in the scripture. Let Pastor Mark teach me and show me. Why are we bleeding out? So I started re-examining my life when I first got called and tucked tail and ran. And what has been the difference this time? And I know that I know 
that I love my pastor from our old church. Love him. Great man of God. And I love my pastor here. Great man of God. The Bible tells us in Hosea 4.6, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. You know, if... If Wade and I went to war together, and during that training, they're going to train us. If he gets shot, they're going to train me how to take care of him. They're going to train me how to stop the bleeding, how to tourniquet him, how to maybe throw him over my shoulder. And carry him back to safety. But you know something else I learned in law enforcement, because I, again, I was blessed to work for Boise PD with amazing people that trained us, is they didn't only just treat, teach us and train us how to take care of another, our, our brother to the right and our brother to the left. They taught us how to take care of ourselves. What if I get shot? Can I, turn, can I stop the bleeding out myself? Can I stop the bleeding myself? Well, how do I do that? They gave us tourniquets. And we started training ourselves with one hand and the opposite hand to put that tourniquet on and stop the bleeding. So the Holy Spirit started showing me that and I was like, okay, yeah, we should be able to stop our own bleeding. And then he, and then he, he, he showed me this. If we go to 2 Corinthians chapter 13... Verse 9, or I'm sorry, verse 5. Who are we? Well, at Boise PD, I was an officer. I was a cop. And I was going to go and be willing to lay down my life for another that wasn't able to stop the bleeding. I'll go do that. I know exactly my job description. I knew who I was. I knew the tools on my belt. I knew what they could do. I knew what they couldn't do. I knew what I could do and what I couldn't do. I knew that my 45 safely would shoot 50 yards, and I know that I know I'm going to hit you. Pushing 75, 85 yards, I'm probably not going to take a shot unless I had a rifle. I knew who I was. I knew what my weapons could do. And I read this, and it's just awesome. Examine yourselves to see whether you are in faith. Test yourselves. This is it, guys, right here. Or do you not realize this about yourselves? That Jesus Christ is in you. Do we not realize who we are? Do we not realize who's on our belt? Our tactical tool belt is what we called it. Do we not realize that? Do, not, do I not realize that my AR-15 could could accurately shoot with open sights up to about 300 yards? Well, if I didn't know that, I couldn't save somebody's life at 300 yards. I could only maybe do it at 100 yards. Oops, sorry, someone's bleeding out at 300. Holy Spirit started showing me, my people need to know who they are. And, and I, could, I could go along with just this scripture alone And it blows me away. 
Because to me, it says this. This is me paraphrasing this scripture. Where's Dave at? Dave, are you kidding me, dude? Are you stupid? Why in the world are you getting whooped on, man? See, I can say this because he's sitting down. Why are you getting whooped on, dude? Are you that dumb? I can't believe you don't know who you are. Have you not tested yourself? Man, Dave. Sure, dude, I'll go with you. I'll go up to that house, man, and I'll, I'll take care of him for you, even though you're way bigger than me. I appreciate that. Now I'm going to work harder than you. Yeah, I'll pick up the slack. I'll pick up the slack. I'll pick up the slack. Yo, I'll, I'll be there for you, Dave. I appreciate you coming to me, but here's something else I got, I got taught. And don't answer this rhetorical. Saving you. I'm there for you. Hey, let me ask you something. I know you need my help, but how often do you pray, man? When was the last time you were in the Word? Seems like somebody has lack of knowledge. Somebody seems like they don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. The bazooka. But see, us Christians will do something because we love each other, and, and, and we do, we love each other, and we should come shoulder to shoulder and walk not one mile, but two miles. We should. And there's a time for that. But right now, in our body, it seems very apparent, correct me if I'm wrong, that He is trying to train us up to carry a, more of a load, more of a responsibility in this valley. Why? Because we need to learn to carry that, thank you Jesus, we need to learn to carry that load upon ourselves, for ourselves, so that when more and more people come here that are hurting, that are burdened, that don't know how to stop the bleeding themselves, we know how to do it for them. That we know how to carry that out. That I know how to put that tourniquet on Big Dave and stop the bleeding because he just doesn't know quite yet. But my job is to disciple him and carry that out with him so that in six months, a year, two years, five years, 20 years, he's doing it to someone else. He's doing it to someone else. Examine yourselves. Well, when do we know that we can walk on our own, Pastor? When do we know? Well, right here in the Word, He is telling us, examine yourself to see whether or not you're in faith. You want to know one of the scariest things about going to Africa the first time was do I really believe? It's easy to talk the game. It's easy to talk the game here in comfortable America with air conditioning and iced tea whenever you want it. But it says examine yourself. How do we examine ourselves? Some may be called to go somewhere else to examine yourself, to test whether or not you're in faith. Test yourself. What about that grocery store? Test yourself. Is it hard to tell somebody that God loves them? 
We don't even have to worry about getting our head chopped off here in America. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. But we just had a speaker that lives in an area that does. Test yourself. Baby steps. Test yourself. See if you are in faith. Test yourself, Big Dave. You don't need me all the time, man. Stop calling me to come down to your junior high and take care of you. He doesn't really do that anymore. (laughs) I learned a lot from Big Dave. To use people that don't have microphones. Um, But again, Dave, man, you're not bleeding anymore. You do it. Dave, you talk to those kids, man. You love on those kids. I just don't know how, Bill. I just don't know how. Bill, how, 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 do, I, how do I share the love of Jesus with somebody at the gym? I just don't know how. Are you kidding me? Do you not know who lives inside of you, he's saying? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is in you. What are we afraid of? Why are we bleeding out? I'm done bleeding out. I'm done watching people bleed out. I don't want to see Christians bleeding out anymore. It's over. Don't we know who lives inside of you? And as we were sitting here in the presence of the king, and people were coming up to him, And walking away healed, mended, redeemed. And whatever they came for, Jesus gave them. God gave them. Because it's yes and amen. Right? And I'm asking, Holy Spirit. I said, what? Why in the world would you have me put two feet up and have people? What would you do that for? Just let me understand it. Please. So I can explain it to the pastor tomorrow morning. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm totally joking. But, like, explain this to me. Why do you make me do this? And this is my aha moment. I'm teaching them not to bleed out. But they can come to me. Because guess what? It wasn't me who prayed for them. It wasn't Pastor Doug. It wasn't Pastor Mark. No one else. And I just thought, whoa, you're a genius. <laughs> Sorry, that's how, <laughs> that's how I talked to him. Whoa, you're a genius, God. And I kind of giggled. And then I remembered the microphone's on and y'all heard me giggle. But how cool is that? He's been burning this message on me for probably a month and a half, probably, since I got back from Africa. And I've talked to Pastor about it, and I didn't know it was a message. I thought I was just getting told to test my faith and grow. But wow, why are you having him come up to us? Because I know you're there, God. I know you're there. Okay, so that makes sense. I'm teaching them not how to bleed out. So they can go to him. Not us. So that I don't get, and you don't get, a phone call at 3 o'clock in the morning saying, hey, 
wait, I need you, dude, I'm bleeding out. I can barely talk, I'm about to pass out. I don't know what to do. Now again, the Bible tells us in everything there's a season. Excuse me. Everything there's a season, right? There is a season for that. Please do not take away from this. Please hear my heart. Please do not take away from tonight as, oh, I can't reach out. That is not the message. Do, do not take that. Do not feel condemned. This is not condemnation. This is building us up. This is, this is battle preparation. Battle preparation. So don't, do not walk out of these doors thinking, oh, it's over. I'm not calling anybody or leaning on anybody. They'll condemn me for not knowing how to take care of myself. No, 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 there's a time and a season. Let us walk together. I'll teach you how to put a tourniquet on. We will teach you. That's what pastors do. That's what we're here for, to teach the body. If we go to Romans 8.1, thank you, Jesus, for Romans 8.1. There is, therefore, now no condemnation for those who are in Jesus Christ. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. Oh, I love verse 3. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do by sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin. Jesus took that. There's no condemnation in Jesus Christ. None. None whatsoever. Now, if we skip down, it only gets better. Now, it only gets better to know who we are because Christ Jesus lives in us. If we go down to verse 14... For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. We're sons and daughters of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoptions as sons, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father, good, good Father. Amen. Let's start realizing who we are. He dwells in us. He abides in us. He abounds in us. We should be, and some of us are, almost as though we should be walking around this earth having people go, man, it looks like they're floating and flying. My goodness, they've got a joy in their step. they got a joy in their step. Now, if... Maybe everything I've said hasn't made sense. Maybe it hasn't. Well, then I'm going to read you this. And if this doesn't make sense, then let's pray. And we're going to cast some demons at you. No condemnation. John 17. Verse 20. This is... Get this. I do not ask for these only, but also for those who believe in me. This is Jesus talking who would believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, oh, this is awesome, man, he's talking to God, just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us. Jesus is in the Father, and the Father's in Jesus. We are in Jesus so that we must be 
in them, that they also may be in us. He says it. So that the this is awesome. So that the world may believe that you have sent me. Let's tell the world they ought to see that Jesus is in me, and that I am in Him. To show all of the world that may believe that you have sent me, Jesus. He's talking about Himself. The glory. This is good. The glory that you have given me, Jesus, I have given to them. Here, I'm going to reread that again. I just want you to understand. It doesn't say this. It doesn't say, may believe that that the glory that you have given me, that I have given them only if they pray about it. No, it actually doesn't say that. The glory that God gave Jesus, Jesus himself may be given to us, believers, fellow Christ believers. That they may be one. Us. Unity. The body. Capital. Calvary. Hillsong. New York. Bethel. Kenneth Copeland. Brother Hagen. Rama, Churches that we don't even know that are in the middle of African jungles and Brazilian jungles. That we may be one. And then, oh, we're almost done. I in them and you in me. Jesus is in the believers, and God is in him, that they may be perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them, God. God loves us. Oh, man. And love them even as you loved me. Did you? That, that blows me away. God loves Pastor Mark like he loves Jesus. He loves me like he loves Jesus. He loves Mac like he loves Jesus. That blows me away. That's that identity of, well, I am not bleeding out anymore. I'm done. I can't bleed out. I have the best blood clotting material in the entire world. It's called the blood of Jesus. Father, I desire that they also... That is a strong word, desire. Father, I desire that they also, whom you have given me, may be with me. Where I am, to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me. Before the foundation of the world, O righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you. And these know that you have sent me. I made known to them, to us, your name. And I will continue to make it known that the love, God, thank you, Jesus, with which you have loved may be in Bill. I have no excuse not to like somebody. Now, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I still drive on these roads. I made known to Bill your name. And I will continue to make it known to Bill that love, which you have loved me, maybe in Bill, maybe in every believer in life, church. That the love of God 
dwells upon every believer, every person that belongs to Life Church, that belongs to Hillsong, that belongs to the Church of New York, the Church of Alabama, the church, the church, the church. And here comes the amen, hallelujah. Let's get on that horse and start riding, giddy up. I might even do that, and I'm terrified of horses. And the love may be in them. This is the last verse in there in like 26. And then this is the exclamation point. Jesus knew how to close out a sermon and a prayer. Then love may be in them and I in them. Thank God we don't actually have to put a tourniquet on. Because when you put a tourniquet on it, it only takes a couple minutes before your entire leg gets numb and you can't walk. And you can't bend it. And you can't shoot a weapon. Bleeding, we're bleeding out. If you didn't take notes, if you didn't, Hosea 4.6. Get that down. That should inspire you to start reading the Word daily. Renew your mind daily with the Word of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 5 through 9. Also read in the Message Bible. If I had a Message Bible, I'd read it to you because it about knocks your teeth out. It knocked my teeth out, but I went to the dentist. Romans 8, 1. Know it. Live it. Do not be condemned. Romans 8, 14. And John, I could just say John. But that is, that is chapter 17, 22 through 24, 26. Guys, it's time to... Realize who we are. Jesus Christ is in you. And if He's in you, the Father's in you. And if the Father's in you, the love of the Father is in you. Then that must mean that we have that Holy Ghost blood clot material that is within us. That those flaming dart, those flaming arrows from the enemy don't even matter. If, 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 we get, if we get tired and we may put down the shield. Ugh. Jesus' name. And then the phone calls will sound like this. Pastor Mark, you wouldn't believe it. I actually got it like attack. And I, man, I, I slipped my shield down just for a little bit. And I got, I got hit. But Pastor Mark, I prayed in Jesus' name. And there's not even a scar. Instead of calling going, Pastor Mark, I don't know don't know how to do this. I don't know how to walk on my own. Now, I know Pastor Mark's heart. He would teach me because if I didn't know how to walk on my own, and he has taught me since the first day I walked in that, that, that door right there, he taught me to renew my mind daily with the Word of God. That was the lack of knowledge I had. I was bleeding out because I had the lack of knowledge that I didn't know that I was supposed to re be reading the Word of God daily, renewing my mind. I didn't know that. I didn't get taught that scripture. And the day he said it, changed everything. It changed everything. I no longer bleed out. Amen? God's, God's teaching us something. He's teaching us to go further. He's teaching us to go further so we can carry more. So we can carry more. You know, there's going to be...
take this as serious as if, if we were actually saying, hey, we're going to go to medical school and we're going to be doctors or nurses. Because people are going to come. They're going to come. And we, we need to know how to stop bleeding out ourselves so that we can give triage to someone else. I can't, I can't carry Wade. I can't carry Wade if my leg's done. I can't do that. I need to know how to fix my leg so that I can carry another brother or sister the extra two miles while I'm teaching them how to do that. While we, the body, we, the body, not the pastors, we will teach you. That's our job. That's the calling that God has put on us is to teach you to do that. And that's what's happening here tonight. That's what's happening since Pastor Mark has opened the doors of Life Church. That has continued to happen. That's what he does. That's why I'm here, partially. God knew what I needed. He sent me to him. So you learn how to stop the bleeding yourself so that somebody else can, can go, it was him. Amen? Amen. Pastor, you got anything? out of that tonight? Praise God. Well, let's go ahead and receive the, the, our tithe and offering. And Usher, you can go ahead and prepare that and just go ahead and uh, send that around as soon as you're ready. And uh, if you're giving tonight in the offering, then you can do that now. Amen. You know, early, earlier in the, in the service, um, uh, I heard, yeah, go ahead. Earlier in the service, I I heard uh, on the inside, uh, protect yourself. Those words, protect yourself. Not necessarily speaking about myself alone or individually, but to individuals who are here. Uh, we, we've often learned how to... You guys done with the offering yet? Uh, we've, often, we've often learned how to um, protect ourselves in many uh, physical ways you know, in the summer, people learn how to protect themselves from mosquitoes and, and, and things things like that, and how to keep themselves safe in, in various areas uh, on, a, on a physical level. Uh, but but here's here's what's more important, because there are forces that are uh, aligned and arrayed against you. There 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 are spirits of darkness that want to clean you clean your closet. <laughs> they want to mess up your life physically, mentally, your marriage, your friendships, your, uh, so many different areas, and, and protecting yourself in, our, in, our, in, in this life has to do with um, guarding yourself against two things, two things, fear and doubt, fear and doubt, and I heard some of those things said at different times in, 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 the, in the evening about, about fear being, um, you know, broken off and, and so forth, uh, make sure you resist that. In, in your life, fear and doubt. Fear. What, what do I mean by that? If you're afraid to do something, uh, it re- it'll stop you from doing it. Fear has a paralyzing effect. Uh, people won't do anything for God. They'll just be idle and, and, and so forth all their days. Uh, and if, 
you ever find yourself, you won't take a step. You won't take a step of faith. You're afraid of failure. You won't take a step. You won't, won't act because uh, there's, there's a, a nagging thought. What if it doesn't work? There's a nagging thought. Well, what, if, what, if, what if God doesn't do anything? Uh, you don't understand where that voice is coming from. Whenever you've got a, a word, if you've got a scripture, you've got a word from God, uh, that's the only defense the enemy has. That's the only line of attack that he has to keep you from enjoying God's best and his fullness is to plan a thought that it's not going to work. Plan a thought, but you're not going to have anything. You're not going to get it. He's not going to do it. You're going to fail in that. You're going to do that. Nothing's going to happen. You're going to, and it's the question. If you find you find yourself constantly questioning, wondering, yeah, but yeah, well, that's the, that's the work of the enemy. That's all he can do. How about respond to that? Say, is that all you got? And say, I'm not going to fear. I'm not going to. I'm not. I'm not going to allow myself to to waver and back and forth. Question, 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 question. No, the word of God is sure. The, the word of God is certain. I've got God's word on it. Amen. Amen. You met devil and may even mess with you coming into services like this. And uh, say, so is anything going to happen? Question. Question. And then people are afraid that nothing's going to happen. Afraid you're not going to get that 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 answer, that that encounter, that meeting. Resist it. Resist. That's all the enemy has. And if we dwell on it, then it wins entertain it again and again. Thoughts, questions, 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 thoughts, thoughts, thoughts. We entertain them and play them again and again and again like an old record player that skips. You know, it's just that thought again and again and again. That's the only time it wins. As soon as we say, oh no, no, everything's fine. And get your mind back on the, on the word. Get your mind back on the promise. Get your mind back on this truth presence, which is unchanging, which is never fail, never leave mind back on that then you walk in the fullness in the power of God, presence of God everything's manifest, amen amen it's just like when it, when Pastor Bill did that little thing he did up here and just, you know, chair theology and uh, <laughs> and uh, but I know how that I know how, how that works, some individuals say well, the, the thought comes and it's just the enemy, it's just what if I go and nothing happens what if, 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 what if. No what ifs in God. Someone's got to step out of the boat and walk on the water. Amen. Like someone used to say, it's better to be a wet water walker than a dry boat sitter. <laughs> someone's got to get up and get out. Someone's got to act. Someone's got to say, well, I'm just going to go and do. I'm going to act on this. Amen. I can tell you times in my own life where stuff like that, wow, should I go down there? Should I do this? And when I did, that's when I encountered God. The Lord helps us, even with little things like that. What's the difference there, there, there? What's the difference? Praying with someone, what, what's the deal? The Lord helps us take steps of faith. He gives us something to act on. It's, a, it's an assist that the Lord, yeah, we can, you can get something anywhere, anytime, anyhow. God's everywhere and, uh, you know, all powerful and all that. But he helps us with each other and helps us by giving, give, giving each other something to act on. Amen. And it's not a magic chair or a magic, you know, front air. No, but it's that step of faith when someone acts on it 